And now it's time for the role-playing hour. Voted an Australian show that airs for 10 years running. Singing about checking my email, checking my email and singing a song. Because I love singing while checking my email, though I don't even sing songs that rhyme. Dudes! Dudes! Come out here! Out of your rooms and into the living room, everyone! Jim, is this really important? <clears throat> I was kind of... SBJ, I was kind of in the middle of something. Yeah, it's... Uh, hey, DM, what's that all over your hand? Oh, I, I... I sneezed all over my hand. That's a very, um, white and smelly kind of mucus you have there. Yeah, I, uh... And your fly's undone. You're very flushed. I thought I caught that sneeze in a tissue, sorry. Anyway, you interrupted at a very inconvenient time. Okay, I'm out here. Wendy. What? Your skirt is tucked into the front of your panties. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and why is your hand glistening and so smelly? And your cheeks are so flushed. Have you been working out? Oh. I sneezed in my hand. Sorry, Jim. You just... Called at a slightly inconvenient time. Oh, sorry about that. Hmm, I, I really feel like some mayonnaise. Wom wom. I emerged from a pocket dimension for this, James. It had better be important. It is. I was testing how best to kill you all. Huh? Uh, not that I want to kill you all, but if I had to, like euthanasia, if I had to do it as friends. Hmm. Basically, in the pocket dimension, there is a big conveyor belt with lots of replicated copies of you all. And I try various ways of... Did you make any progress? Hmm. Covering you in tarantulas seemed to work. Tarantulas? But that's horrible! Yes, but you screamed so loudly you didn't hear the chainsaw coming. Tarantulas really seemed the most humane. Well, if I get terminal cancer, it's good to know you have my back. Oh, your back! Yes, I should have severed your spine with a chainsaw. That is a good idea. I just kept chopping off your arms and legs and then... Kind of getting an artistic block so I'd go and procrastinate and relax while I thought of what to do to you next. Spine would be much quicker. Mentally noted. when I heard you call. <coughs> Roland, I didn't even know you were nearby. <coughs> yeah, I was just I was just sleeping in the stormwater drain down the street. Oh, I didn't realise you were quite so down on your luck. No, I'm fine, mate. It's nice in the drain. Yeah, there are so many discarded syringes, they make a big comfy mattress. And a congealed lump of fatty toilet tissue makes me pillow. I'm coming up in the world, matey. Great, great. Well, I wanted to call you out here because I just got an email. I want a spot for everyone in my household to appear as contestants on a new game show. Roland, you can count as part of our household too if you like. Oh, I feel like part of your household. What with your stools floating past? I know what time is all does your motions. 
What kind of game show? Who cares? We're going to be on TV. Hello and welcome to I Like 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 You, Australia's newest and most exciting dating show. I am your host, Augustus Von Einem, and let's begin our program. We have one lucky guy over here, our bachelor. Behind the petition are three lovely ladies who he can hear but not see. He must ask some questions and decide which he not just likes. Not just likes likes, but which he truly likes likes likes. And our spunky gent today is called Roland. Let's hear a little more about him. Now, Roland, in our questionnaire, you have described yourself as a health freak. Yep. And it says here your favourite thing is the smell of freshly cut grass. Yeah, I'm a nature enthusiast. Great. And let's hear from our three bachelorettes. Hi, my name's Sophia and I am an executive at a major financial firm. I like a guy who is get up and go, who looks after himself and who is a bit of a neat freak. Well, lady, you got the right guy here. Thank you, bachelorette number one and bachelorette number two. Number two! That makes me think of home. Hi, my name's Helen. I work as an inner city lawyer and I like a guy who is motivated and, heck, I'm not afraid to admit it, a guy who has a bit of money because I want a man who will treat me well. And I want a friend, you know. I want me and my man to be best buds. Mate, I fucking love buds. Thank you, bachelorette number two and bachelorette number three. Hi, my name's Colette. I'm a personal trainer, so to me, fitness is very important. I like a guy who doesn't smoke or drink, and I like intelligence as well. To be honest, he has to be fit, he has to be smart, and he has to have his act together. He should be confident too. He should be keen to impress me. Basically, he shouldn't be scared off just because my expectations are high. Mate, your expectations love me then. I'm fucking high all the time. <laughs> and now, Roland, you just have to choose between Sophia, Helen and Colette. You can't see them, but you can ask them some questions and choose which one you like, like, like. Now, ask your first question. Mate, did you say your name is Von Einem? Is that like... <coughs> no, 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 no relation. That is a completely different Von Einem family. Mm. Ask your questions to the ladies, please. Righto. First question. Righto. Um, righto. Anytime you're ready. Um. Just ask away, don't be shy. Righto. Um. Right, right, righto, right, righto. Ladies, would uh, <clears throat> So we're floating in a swan and uh, nah. <clears throat> we're climbing to the top of Mount Everest and no. <clears throat> We're in, we're in a hot air balloon, right? And we, like, crash on a desert island? Nah. <laughs> Would you lend me 25 bucks? Um, <clears throat> for the man I love. 
I would do anything. We would share our lives because I believe that when you are in love with someone, your heart beats as one. Great, great, great. But I mean, like right now. Right now? Yeah, it was, I wasn't being academic or rudimentorical. Well, I suppose I could lend you 25 bucks. Let me check my purse. Um... I have a 10. Great, great. Oh, oh, uh, Roland, you can't go behind the screens yet. Not until you choose which of the bachelorettes you like, like, like. Oh, righto. Well, righto. I choose the first one. You have to ask them all questions. No, no, I don't have to. The first one, look, she already said she'd lend me 25 bucks. Roland, we have half an hour we need to fill. Minus ad breaks. What on, mate? Look, mate. What on, mate? Look, mate. Look, uh, could you, uh, mate, let me... Lend me your mobile so I can call me dealer. Broland, our audience expects to be entertained. You can't just choose the first contestant. You need to sit back down. You need to ask them all at least five questions and engage in some light, witty banter. It's part of the contract you signed. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Righto, righto, righto. Nah, mate, out of state, the 25. <clears throat> if you stay, you could win more than $25. You could win a holiday with your dream girl to sunny Singapore! Singapore? for drugs! No fucking way I'm going there! But, Roland, sit back down! You're going to Singapore with one of these girls one way or another! No, mate! No, mate! No, mate! Not righto! Not righto at all! No, not righto! You can't bloody send me to Singapore! All of the audience wants to be entertained, Roland! All of the audience wants you to win a trip to sunny Singapore with your dream lady! No, you can't send me there! I won't bloody let you! Roland, sit back down. No, mate! No, mate, no, mate, no, mate. Fuck you, Von Arnhem, and fuck your audience. None of you are sending me to bloody Singapore. Roland, sit down. Hands off, mate, or I fucking one-punch kill you. Roland, you... Look, you signed a contract. You have to entertain our audience. I'm going to one-punch kill your audience. I'm going to one-punch kill you all. Yeah. Fucking one-punch kill ya. Roland, someone call security. A fucking one-punch kill security. And screw your bloody contracts. A fucking one-punch kill your contracts. Roland, you can't swear. This is family entertainment. A fucking one-punch kill family entertainment. I want a fucking one-punch kill you all. No, you can't go behind the permission until you choose a bachelorette. A fucking one-punch kill the partition. Dad? This is Lance Hendricks, and I hate the role-playing hour because they smell bad and they make my carcass spaniel uncomfortable. This is John Reese davis I hate the role-playing hour because they tossed a dwarf. Hello, young Wendy. Hello. Now, the unique thing about our game show, I Like, Like, Like You, is you can tailor its rules to suit your own perfect romantic ideal. Really? Yes, ma'am. Now, tell me, what do you think is the most romantic thing in the world. What do you think is the epitome of romance? Well, I just love Jane Austen, you know? All those books from that era, people were so much more romantic than they are now. Society was more romantic. Indeed. So, the romantic ideals of the 19th century novels, the romantic values found in those books. That is what you're looking for. Oh, yes. And I would feel pride to be a part of such a world. That's wonderful. We'll just set that up for you. And prejudice. What? Uh, I'd feel pride and prejudice. Who... Who would you be prejudiced against? No, it's the book. Mein Kampf? That's about national pride and prejudice. No, pride and prejudice. 
But who would you be prejudiced against? Africans? The disabled? The elderly? Elderly disabled Africans? No, it's a book by Jane Austen. I was making a joke. Oh, uh, the only one of hers I've read is Delta of Venus. No, that's Aeneas Nim. All those lesbian love affairs and all the descriptions of it going in. No, Delta of Venus is by Aeneas Nim. That's a completely different era. Jane Austen didn't write about it going in? <sighs> no, I mean, she wrote about people going in to carriages and ballrooms, but none of that sort of thing you're talking about. Mm, oh, oh, well, we'll do some research. Back in a bit. <laughs> It's your host, Augustus Von Einem, here on the romantic matchmaking game show, I Like 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 You. For our next contestant, we have Wendy. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm easygoing. I like hiking and dancing and singing and balancing spinning plates. I'm getting good. My last plate was up there for like half a second and tricks with 10 cent pieces not tricks with five cent pieces. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I understand from the questionnaire you filled in before the show that you like scat. What? You like scat. No, I didn't. Mm, yes, you do. Under likes, you wrote scat. No, I like cats. Oh, sorry, I'm a bit dyslexic. Are you any relation to... No, that's a completely different family. Okay, and on with the show. We have three fantastic bachelors for you to choose from, Wendy. Of course, you can't see them, but you can ask them questions and decide which one is best for you. Choose the one you want, and you will win a trip to Romantic Bath. Oh, excellent. I love that place. It is a lovely town. A town? But... The town has bubbles, right? Now, Wendy, if you would like to start with bachelor number one and ask him a question so you can see if he is the one you like, like, like. Okay. Bachelor number one, if you were to give me a temporary tattoo, what would it be? Um, I suppose I would give you maybe a kangaroo because, like, my family used to go camping every year and we'd keep track of who had seen the most kangaroos and kangaroos keep their loved ones close in a pouch. Like in a permanent hug. And that is how close I would keep you. Gary? Wendy? Hey, how's Auntie Mary? Yeah, she's good. That's weird. Gary is my cousin. What are the odds of that? Well, not choosing Gary, I guess. Sorry, Gary. On to the next one. Oh, all right. And we are on to bachelor number two. Bachelor number two. If we were skydiving together and my parachute failed, what would you do? Well, I, I guess I'd throw your mine and then I'd pluck an eagle out of the sky and I'd use the eagle as my parachute. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something my cousin Tim would say. Oh, wow, my name's totally Tim. Tim? Really? What is your last name? Darling. <gasps> That's the same as my cousin Tim. Tim Darling, my dad's brother's kid. Y yeah, yeah, that... I'm... Wendy? Yes! How did you guess? I'm... I'm your cousin Tim. Oh, wow. Two strikes out. Sorry, guys. But I won't be having a bath with either of you. I did enough of that when we were three. And Tim, you pooped in the tub. I didn't. National television audience. It was... It was Sultana's. It's a holiday in Bath, the town. Towns have baths in them? And whoever I go to bath with, I'm going to have a bath with? Right. Okay. 
Okay, <sighs> bachelor number three. You don't even have to say anything because you've already won. You're not related to me, so we're going to a romantic holiday together. Actually, uh, I'm your cousin George. What? Host, there's been a mistake. All these people are my cousins. Exactly. What? Your romantic ideal comes from the 19th century novels like those of Jane Austen. In those books, various cousins are introduced and you spend the entire book wondering, hmm... Which of her first cousins will she marry? Well, here is a wide selection. You have the pick of your aunt's and uncle's litters. Oh. Um, don't really want to date my cousin. You have to. But won't our kids be all, you know... There is a chance, but it is by no means guaranteed. Might as well pick me, Wendy, because I'd like to go on a holiday and we did already show each other our boy and girl bits in the garden when our parents were having coffee. Shh! Gary! That was a long time ago! Well, we touched each other's boy and girl bits right before I dropped sultanas in the bath. Shut up, Tim! We were very young! She used to flash me when she jumped on the trampoline, so I think I'm still in with a chance. Nah, she flashed everyone. Yeah, she loved that trampoline. It, it was just... I was little... And I'd forgotten to put all my clothes on and my dress flew up when I jumped. Then why did you giggle so much when you did it and shout, look at this? I was a kid. I don't know. She likes me best. No, she likes me best. She likes, likes me. I'll fight you all. Oh, as long as you wear a condom, Wendy, it's probably still safe. We'll just I'll wear a condom. Ow. Uh, as long as it's just oral, then it's okay. I think that's the rule. With cousins, oral is okay. It doesn't count. Rimming? Yeah, that's like oral. Anal? Ugh, how is that like oral? She was mine first. Remember the mummies and daddies game we used to play when our parents were watching their shows, Wendy? No, that's totally... I thought we made an unspoken pat. Never to speak of that again, Tim. She wants me. Hands off. No, she wants me. She always was my favourite cousin. You guys bugger off. Ah, the trials and tribulations of young love. I'm sure they'll soon sort it out. This is Jonathan Frakes, and I hate the role-playing hour so much that whenever I hear it, I want to eject my warp core. This is John Leeson. And I hate the role-playing hour because if there's a bit of gaffer tape on the floor, it gets stuck. And then the guy with the remote control has to go in and push it. And when it gets too close to the cameras, they go fuzzy. And one time, one time, you know, it stopped moving completely and smoke started coming out. Look, there must be an easier way of entertaining people, really. I don't think those last two really worked out either, Leon. Let's look through the tapes. Okay, sir. <laughs> I'm your host, Augustus von Einem, and here we have our bachelorette from the Magellan Cluster. She is Gordon. Greetings. And Gordon, what questions would you like to ask about three hunky bachelors? Bachelor number one. It is clear you have an imbalance in your lymphatic system, which is an indication that you are soon to suffer from acute leukemia. Question. Will you expect me to care for you as you face your terminal illness, even though by the time you begin to feel its effects, we will only have been on two or three dates? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Now, Gordon, don't play with the bachelor. You know he isn't really ill. You can't even see him. That is untrue. I can see through the partition with my x-ray vision. And with my microscopic vision, I can see the cancer cells beginning to corrupt bachelor number one's bone marrow. And I can read from the driver's license in his pocket that he is Andrew LaRue. And he lives at 321 Grecian Avenue, Parkside. And he is an organ donor. No one will be getting much use out of those organs once you're gone, I'm afraid. 
You might as well hang on to them. What? What? This is... I'm leaving. I'm going to see a doctor. Uh, excuse me, bachelor number one. You can't... Uh, well, there goes bachelor number one. It's time to hear from bachelor number two. Bachelor number two. In 10,000 years, I will undergo parthenogenesis, during which time I shall split into two identical halves. This reproductive act can be very trying, and it can put a lot of strain on me. Where will you be then? Will you be able to help me through such a tough time as childbirth? Um... Where will you be? Uh, maybe I will be in space, flying my space car. You will be dead. You will have been dead at least 9,940 years. Your bones will be turning to dust. Well... You will not be there for me. You will leave me to undergo childbirth alone. Well, I'm sure I'd be there if I could. You men are pigs. I banish you to the salt mines of Fragidimius 5 in Galaxy N93021. Wom wom! Ah, bachelor number two seems to have disappeared, but no worry. He won a lovely holiday to the salt mines of Fragididium 5. And now for bachelor number three. Bachelor number three. It can be difficult for me to relate to you mortals with your underdeveloped brains. Your brains are little more than hyperactive glands, really, like venom sacs, but with thoughts. You have not yet achieved trans-dimensional consciousness. Well, one of your kind, the musician Sun Ra, did before being spirited off to the planet of the black people, but not the rest of you. The fact is, I can feel isolated when speaking to ephemeral humans, understimulated. Your limited cognitive abilities mean that I would never be able to truly respect any one of you, and any conversation between us would ultimately revert to condescension on my part. I ask you, how is any healthy relationship to flourish? That is why I want to know, bachelor number three, would you allow me to share with you the infinite, trans-dimensional, transcendental knowledge of creation? Could I use my power to impart within you for a few moments the majesty of the cosmos that swells beneath my detached and overwatching mind? Could I enable you to see the universe as I see it, just for a brief few instants, so that we might have something actually interesting to commune with one another about? <coughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. I guess. Here goes then. Wom wom. Oh dear, oh, oh dear. It seems that Bachelor Number Three's head has exploded. It has exploded into a thousand pieces. Our camera person is wiping down the camera. Oh, this is really. Oh, there's some on my jacket. Where was the holiday? Three nights in a hotel in Sydney? Can I go there myself now? The fare you offered up for sacrifice was not worthy. It was not my fault none of them could endure contact with my magisterial grandeur. By the way, Von Einem, is that any relation to... No, for Christ's sake, I mean, one uncle, but he's not even... I mean, it's not like I'm directly related to him. He, He's like one branch of the family tree, one ugly branch, and we pruned him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one was not so great. What about the next one? Sure thing, boss, here goes. <laughs> 
I'm your host, Augustus von Einem, and here we have Jim. And Jim, looking here at your pre-show questionnaire under I like a woman who is, you have written nt. Is that slang for something, or...? No, that's correct. Let me ask. Von Einem, is that any relation to... You shut your stupid face! <coughs> All right, Jim. Now... As the bachelor, you can choose from these three lovely bachelorettes. Ask them questions and find out which one you like, like, like. Okay, if you say so. Now, Jim, ask a question of bachelorette number one. Hi, Jim! I'd rather ask a question of you, host. That's not... That's not how this works, Jim. They told me before the show that they need at least five minutes of light and witty banter. So here we are, doing the light and witty banter. <sighs> oh... Okay, very well then. Uh, fire away with the light and witty banter. So, what are you doing after the show? Um, I'm not sure. Just going home, probably, and uh, maybe have a drink. Yeah, relax night in. Put on a robe, maybe. Have a drink. Maybe. I like to wear a robe at home, too. Uh-huh. Sometimes, I don't even do my robe up. It just hangs open. I'm wearing nothing underneath. Anyone could walk in. I see. You would if you walked in. Well, why don't you talk to these lovely ladies? If you do, you could win a lovely holiday to the Cayman Islands. I'd rather take you on a holiday. What? Well, that's that's not how this works. I'd take you on a lovely holiday to Iron Knob. Hmm. I hear they have some lovely mind tours. Do you like exploring tunnels? So if you just ask some questions of our ladies... I'd rather talk to you... Why didn't you get behind the partition? No, I... Someone needs to host. Let one of the steaming ladies host. Bachelorette number one, would you like to host? Oh, would I ever? I only went to this game show because I thought that being on TV might give me a break in my acting career. Cool, you host. Augustus, you get behind the partition. Oh, no. Hey, look. You see in the back there? There's a little hole in the partition so the power cable for the light can go through. Uh, yes. Why don't you put your finger through that hole? Maybe something nice will happen to it. Something nice? Yeah, it might find a lovely, warm, soft place. Tell me, do you like having your finger sucked? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I... Is, is someone going to ask me a question? You can host as well, Bachelorette number two. You and Bachelorette number one can be co-hosts. Oh, yay! Okay, but I am first co-host, oh. and here we have Jim, and he's about to go to a magic date with Augustus von Adam. But no, no, he isn't really. Hey, Augustus. But, uh, we'll just chat. We'll only do what you're comfortable with. We won't rush anything. Are you on Grinder? No. I'm on Tinder. No matter. We'll convert you soon enough. Say, I saw you with that microphone earlier. I bet you could fit that whole microphone in your mouth, huh? I'm uncomfortable. Just stick your finger through the hole in that partition. Oh, oh okay. There. Now isn't that nice? I only like girls. Put your wee-wee through the hole and you can pretend that it's a girl. Now burn that tape. Yes, boss. I really hope our last contestant turns out better. Listeners, <clears throat> would you like to be on a dating show? Be on the role-playing hour dating show. You are essentially behind a partition. The distance of the phone creates a partition of sorts. There is an existential partition between us and every other human being on the planet anyway. We're all each alone behind our own partition. So very 
isolated and the petition will never be removed. We'll never find our perfect match. So call in and let us see whether we like, like, like you. The number to dial is 8313-5000, or you can write on the Facebook wall at facebook.com slash theroleplayinghour. You're listening to Jim, Wendy, Gordon, and me, the DM, here on The Role Playing Hour on Radio Adelaide 101.5 FM, digital radio, and online. Old episodes can be found at our WordPress site at theroleplayinghour.wordpress.com, and more recent episodes at the Radio Adelaide website itself. And by recent, we mean months, months old, because we haven't uploaded any in a while. But right now, call in on 8313-5000 or ride on the Facebook wall so that we can play the matchmaking game with you. This is Jewel Estate, and I hate the role-playing hour because I asked them to feed my fish, and then they fed my fish too much, and now my fish has body image issues. This is Corin Nimick, and I hate the role-playing hour because they had sex with David Faustino's midget mother, and it was my turn. So, around that song by Frank Zappa there, you heard... Speaking, you heard uh, Jewel State and Coronemic, and both of them are at Oz Comic Con. They're back again. Very lovely people. You can get autographs from them, photos with them at Oz Comic Con this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, at uh, the Adelaide Showgrounds. It starts at 9, ends at 6 each day. Uh, they're not only those two folks, but they'll also be uh, Mr. Oh, we got a call. <gasps> Oh, my God. Answer it. Oh, now we don't have a call. Aw. Hello? Caller? Hello? No, okay. Ah, there we go. Okay, so not only them, but also uh, <laughs> a certain someone called Benedict Cumberbatch. And also uh, some people he starred in The Hobbit with. Dino Gorman Philly, Stephen Hunter Bomber, John Callan Oyne, Shannon Doherty will be there. She wasn't in The Hobbit, but she was in Charmed. <laughs> Holly Marie Combs, Brian Krause, Amanda Tapping. Well, there's also Nana Visitor from Deep Space Nine. Uh, some people from uh, Enterprise. There's uh, some comic artists. You can get them to draw you a picture. Pay them a bit of money. They'll draw a picture. It's pretty good. Voice talent. There will also be cosplayers, and there will be us. I know Wendy and I will be there. I don't know if any of the other guys Woo! are coming along. Yeah, you, come uh, on. We're not guests. Nerds! We're obviously not guests. We're going to be there. We're going to be on the floor reporting from the event. Uh, and we'll be, uh, yeah. I'm not a nerd. Speaking to probably cosplayers and things like that. If you come along, you, you might see be. us there. I'm just talking to them. So, uh, yeah. Oz Comic Con tomorrow and Sunday. It's exciting stuff. You might want to get down there if that's your bag, baby. So, uh, the other thing, of course, is you might want to subscribe to Radio Adelaide, possibly. It's a community station supported by the community. Everyone here is donating their time, energy, and uh, money themselves to uh, uh, create material for the station. So uh, you can help out. The lo- It's like the local art scene in a way, sort of, but with really bad bong jokes. Uh, you, If you subscribe, you get a magazine sent out to you with the latest Radio Adelaide news in full color. You also go to the draw to win a prize. The prize this time is... Uh, to celebrate Record Store Day on 19th of April. One lucky subscriber will win their pick of CDs! Do people still have CDs? No. Some people? To the value of $700. $700 worth of CDs. That's about half a billion CDs. My old solos are gashies. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) For one, that. Totally. So there you go. $700 CDs, sell them at Cashies, buy some goon. 
uh, courtesy of Universal Music and Dylan's Music Norwood. So they're obviously trying to get rid of their old CDs. Mm-hmm. No one's going to buy them. Nope. Uh, yeah. Alternatively, you could sit at home on the computer and download $700 worth of CDs in five minutes. But, you know, whatever whatever is your bag. So uh, to subscribe to Radio Adelaide, it still would be nice to win it, wouldn't it? You've got Christmas sure. presents for people for a long time. Support these poor record store A long store time managers. after CDs and long video. $75 is the price Sitting to uh, subscribe. $40 concession. Just dial 83135000 during business hours <laughs> or Google Radio Adelaide and follow the links there to subscribe. So no one called in. No one wrote on the wall. No one wants to play the dating game with us. Nope. Someone began to call and then disappeared. Mm-hmm. They it was probably the wrong number. Probably. probably like pizza or something. Tragedy. Uh, I'd, I'd totally... like to order seven hundred dollars worth of CDs, please. I <laughs> totally want pizza now. What would yeah. you guys do on a dating show? How would you? How would you hone in on? Your I would lover? ask. Would you rather questions? Ah. So I know if we're compatible or not, and mm. you know if they're mm. selfish or not selfish. That's mm. how I would go about Can it. Can you give us an example of a question? Um. Okay, so you're in a dungeon, and I guess mm-hmm. let's just say your capturer asks you, "Would you rather mm-hmm. cut off, dungeons. cut mm-hmm. off your whole hand, mm-hmm. or would you rather cut off two of your siblings' fingers?" <laughs> so easy. Absolutely, two of your siblings' fingers. Yeah. Really? Siblings yeah. Fingers. See, exactly what I'm trying to say. I think that's a horrible <laughs> thing, guys. See, yeah. all of you fail for me right now. <laughs> what have they done? So fail. What, they do? what would you fail. do? Yeah, what would I'm you do? I'm a girl. I mean, uh, that's I different. What is that? That is different. How does that happen? What is that? I wear it's gloves. Sweet. I wear what? gloves. I need my fingers for pointing at things. Would you rather give me a hand job now or two hand jobs later? That's what you ask, right? That's how that works? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Hello, Hello. Are you there? Hello. Hello. Whoa. Excellent. <laughs> Who is this? Uh, are you calling from another dimension? Is <laughs> you? Was your radio on loudly in the background in that dimension? Tell us, 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 tell us. What, 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 what? You call, 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 in, 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 four, 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 four. <laughs> wow, man, I think the trips are kicking in. Hmm. Thanks want, for trying. I want to test his robot programming and see was, if I could break mm, break it down. Was that by, first contact? I think that <laughs> Oh, my God! This is J.J. Hertzler. I hate the role-playing hour so much that, ah, a true Klingon doesn't speak. He acts. Pass me a batleth. Get a batleth in my hands now! He is charming. Oh, thank you very much, son. Oh, that's a large batleth you have there. Oh, it's wonderful. Hello? Hello? Yes. Hey, uh, it was me who was trying to call you twice, but I didn't really feel like being on the radio. Oh, okay. That's good. We'll just, all right, we'll, we'll be sneaky in the background when you're not on the radio. Uh, so, uh, yeah. uh, what do you want? What do you uh, want? I wanted to ask you, what was the first music that you played, this song that was accounting before the start of your show? Uh, Philip Glass. It was from Einstein on the Beach, I think. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, good. I was just, I thought of and I just couldn't pick it. I'm driving in my car going, oh, where's that from? Mm. So it was very beautiful. Hey, your show's hilarious. So thank you, Connor. I heard it once. I heard it once before, but it's crazy. We should probably upload episodes so people can actually <laughs> listen. Do you want to yeah. give, give a shout-out to anyone from your alien world to ours? No, it's okay. Nobody, nobody knows I exist. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. It's like us. We know now. Kindred spirits. Now we understand. Well, thank you for being our one listener. 
Um, yeah, you, you guys are great. Keep it up. Sing your people our song. Bye bye. <laughs> you. Ciao. Bye. This is Robert O'Reilly, and I hate the role-playing hour. I wish their B.O. and inconsistent hygiene would be banished from this world and into the halls of Stovocar. Oh, go suck the big one. <laughs> Welcome back. And now we have... Uh, uh, you ladies are... You ladies are in for a surprise. Yeah, yeah, just introduce me. So, we have a... Um, uh, we have a bachelor here. Seriously, producer, we can't get sued by whichever lady wins this, can we? No? No? We're covered? No. Okay, good. Yes! Yeah, I mean, you're sure. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah, no, denying him would be kind of like discriminating against someone with a disability. The bald, ugly disability. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no good. We'll argue that if... Any of them threaten legal action. Okay, sorry for that. Yes, let me introduce our bachelor, the DM. And according to your questionnaire, he likes... Ooh. No. No. No, 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 no. Oh, no. I need a minute. It's all right. I swallowed it. I swallowed it. Uh, okay. Oh, no, that is not cool. None of those are appealing. Okay, <clears throat> okay. Just ignore what he likes. He he probably likes uh the sun. Actually, I hate the sun. It it gives life to all the biodiversity on the lonely pebble we call Earth. Yeah, but it makes the thinning hair all the way across the top of my head really obvious. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, he likes the romantic moonlight. So, bachelor. No surprise that you're a bachelor. Uh, I'd. Worried that our whole female audience is going to turn off, but I suppose uh, embarrassing bodies is popular, so, uh, Bachelor! Behind the partition, we have three beautiful bachelorettes. Why don't you ask them a few questions and see which one of them you want to doom with a b- <laughs> uh, doom. No, <laughs> I meant take. Take, not doom. I take on a romantic holiday. Any? Huh? Seriously, I'll take any. I'm so lonely. Any who will have me. That's not how this works. Oh, but they probably all hate me already. Bachelorette number one, do you hate me already? You probably do, don't you? I can, I can feel it. I can feel your hatred emanating out beyond that partition. No, no, you have to ask them real questions, DM, to get to know them. Come on, play along. Be a ladies' man. Hmm? I don't know how to be a ladies' man. Are you a ladies' man? Well, uh, you, <laughs> you you might say so. I mean, they don't hire hosts for television shows unless they are handsome and charismatic. <laughs> okay, a question. A question. What to ask? When kids get to know each other, they always ask what each other's favorite color is. You know, like, that's so important. Like, it defines your life as a kid. Isn't that weird? Why did that seem so important back then? Ah, yes, I remember. Did you have a favourite colour as a kid? Oh, I certainly did. Augustus! Augustus, hey! What's your favourite colour? Blondes! Yes, and it's never changed. <laughs> okay, uh... Ladies, uh, bachelorette <clears throat> number one, would you describe yourself as having really low physical and emotional standards when it comes to a relationship partner? No, no, no DM, a better question. Hmm? 
Are you able to disguise looks of horror and despair from those close to you, like perhaps you work in a crash investigation team or with the terminally oh, ill? no, DM, more upbeat than that, please. Um, ladies, if you cast Charm Person on me, do you think I'd be able to make my saving throw? What is that? It's a serious question. It's from D&D. Try again. If you had a pet dragon, which type would it be? For example, red, gold, silver, undead? DM. It's important. Each color represents a different emotional quality, you know? And everyone has a different alignment. It's how I will learn about her soul. Excuse me, but I'm getting a bit frustrated here and I would never date a nerd. Frustrated? Never date a nerd? What's so bad about nerds? They're losers. I'd rather someone who can face the real world, someone who is emotionally strong, someone who is nice. Hey, nerds are great people. No, they're not. Gordon, Jim, Wendy, get in here. Womom, we are here. Guys, I want you to get in the time machine. You know, the cardboard box covered in our foil with the pipe cleaners in the top. Time machine written on the side in text with the backwards E in time, but on a machine. Go back through history and get history's greatest nerds and bring them here. I want to prove a point. Cool. It's like Bill and Ted. Can do, Captain. (laughs) You'll never make me believe nerds are good people. Well, they are. I'm... Imagining that behind that partition, you are balding and skinny and pimply and bad-smelling and gross. Well, you got one part wrong. For your information, I happen to be not skinny at all around my midsection. We're back. Wow, that was tough. We had to fight in three wars and free Jim from the Mongols. Though only seconds passed for you. We aged two years during our adventures. Yeah, yeah, just get with the historical nerds. Okay, nerd one. Heinrich Himmler! What? Yeah, Heil. Founder of the SS and arguably the second most powerful Nazi during World War II. Obsessed with mythology, he created his own Nordic religion based on his version of obscure ancient beliefs. Lover of astrology, the occult and arcane systems, he created a rulebook so detailed the whole country had to follow it. A skinny little guy with glasses and a face like a half-deflated balloon, he handpicked academics to argue a version of history he created so he could win arguments with haters. They were basically all his sock puppets. His version of history suggested the world was full of monsters, and he positioned the Germans as childishly heroic figures facing off against these evils, which to him justified the German atrocities in the Second World War. Let's not forget that he directed the killing of 6 million Jews, 500,000 gypsies, and various other homosexuals, mental patients, enemy civilians, and political prisoners, all because of these rules he made up and the imaginary history and religion he invented. On top of all that, he made everyone wear black with skulls and lightning bolts because he thought it looked cool. Yeah, does anyone know where the Ark of the Covenant is? Finding it would be so cool. Do you want to cosplay in these cool black clothes I made with death's heads and lightning bolts? We can fight monsters! Ha! What a nerd. That nerd sucks. Nerd number two, Charles Lutwig Dodson! Hello there. I've never heard of him. You probably know him by his pen name, Lewis Carroll, writer of Alice in Wonderland, a fairy tale full of magical creatures. Lewis Carroll has been described by writers such as Roger Lanson Green of having next to no interest in the adult world. He is well known today for taking many photographs of nude or semi-nude pre pre 
pubescent girls, and though there is no proof that an erotic sense underlay his preoccupation with these children, generations since have not failed to find abundant sexual undertones in both his writing and his photographic work. Was he good or was he bad? The only thing that can be said for sure is if Dodston was doing the same kind of work today, he would certainly be considered dodgy. Hello, women. Do you have any young daughters I can take photographs of? I'm a very good teacher. I can teach them in private. I can show them the way down the the rabbit hole into Wonderland where they can eat cakes and and the cakes will make them big and so they can be treated just like adult girls if they like. In my imaginary world, we're free! My God, nerds are horrible. Guys, finally, St. Bernard of Clairvaux. Blessings to all of you, my children. Finally, someone nice. St. Bernard went to live in a monastery. There were only men in the monastery, so perhaps he went there because he had problems with women. He thrived in this male-only environment, becoming abbot and getting the ear of the Pope. He was so happy. All his balding, badly-dressed male friends around him, and they wrote in books all day, and only had contact with the Virgin Mary, an imaginary woman that they literally placed on a pedestal and worshipped, and still she friend-zoned them. Bernard got jealous of another guy, Peter Abelard, who was smarter than he was, and who had had more sex than he had. So Bernard organised a concerted campaign to see Abelard's books burned, and his life's work destroyed. By this point, Abelard had been castrated for his sexual profligacy, so his books were all he had left. Not satisfied with this, St. Bernard invented reasons for the Second Crusade. He made up stories of the Muslims being monsters and sent thousands of people much fitter than he was off to the Holy Land to fight while he stayed at home. Most of the men died. Bernard blamed the Crusade's failure not on himself, but on the sins of those he encouraged to die. They should not have sinned. If they'd read my book, they would have known that, but... That is jokes for you. Too dumb to read, and if a few died, and if they took a few monstrous foreigners with them, what's the big loss? At least they can't put my head in the bedpan anymore. Guys, I wanted you to find nerds who were good. Oh, well, you didn't tell us that part. Be more specific, DM. Nerds are horrible, and they have been throughout history. I'm taking a stand and never dating a nerd. Ladies, you should too. Never date a nerd! Well, that's all the time we have for I Like 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 You. This has been your host, Augustus Von Einem. Tune in next week oh, for... Oh, I've been meaning to ask. Mm? Von Einem, any relation to... Look, okay, he was a terrible man, but I've been trying to overcome his sins. Trying! You think I'm not haunted by the screams? You think I don't worry that the same blood runs in my veins? You think I don't whip myself every night? Just to scourge out the bad thoughts! Dude, don't whip yourself. That's a bit von enemy. <laughs> Does this mean we're still meeting at your place tonight? Well, I'm, I'm sure not all three of you ladies hate nerds. Maybe we can... Oh, who's this coming up now? Hey, ladies. I'm Gary Sweet's son. Would all three of you like to go on a date with me? Sure! Remember, ladies, nerds are horrible people. Never date!